All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host. And this episode is titled People. People, 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 people. We are all people, are we not? Yes, we are. And I'm going to open it up with this. People suffer for lack of knowledge. People suffer for lack of knowledge, and that's in every area of life. And of course, the, the title of this podcast, I'm going to start off with cannabis. And that's because it's a part of creation. And with prohibition and some great, great demonization of many people in nature, it's come to be known as something that is called the devil's lettuce and that makes no sense that makes absolutely no sense and that's why people suffer for lack of knowledge that's why i should say this is why even non-christians who don't use marijuana who have a who have a thing against it who think that it's the devil's lettuce suffer from lack of knowledge so it's not just christians who are anti and it's not all Christians, because I know more and more who are who are uh, starting to understand things differently. Put it like that: starting to understand things differently, <clears throat> and that takes some time. I'm sure it took a little bit of time to in to uh, to establish implement prohibition. Takes a little bit of time. It's going to be the same thing doing it in reverse and there's a bunch of people that are participating in it and that's pretty cool so there's i don't think there's a lot i think there's a lot of areas of uh stigma marijuana stigma that are being addressed by a lot of people around the world but still people are suffering for lack of knowledge lack of knowledge about the endocannabinoid system within their own body lack of knowledge on how that system is the largest modulating system for homeostasis in the human body that is significant. That is significant because knowledge of this can bring healing to a person's whole being. And it can lend to a spiritual journey that may have been muted or dulled potentially had it not been had marijuana not been introduced to that person's body and mind. Lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge. And now information and knowledge, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of information. You can put on any screen, your phone, mostly phones, people are on phones and tablets the most. And there's no shortage of stuff to read. <clears throat> Not all of it is, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to get into a, a nomenclature definition argument about what word is what, but all that stuff changes. It's quite amazing. Lack of knowledge, marijuana, endocannabinoid system, homeostasis, your body functioning closer to the way it was intended to intended to now i say intended to because 
I do believe that this earth is fallen. We people are living in a fallen body on this fallen earth, which is why death even exists. I mean, sometimes we don't even think about it. We just accept the fact that death exists, but you don't ask yourself why. Why does death exist? Why is it a why is it even part of the cycle? And there are a lot of different ways to look at it. But the fact that it's here says something about this life. And the next scripture I'm going to read is Proverbs 20, verse 5. The purpose of a person's heart are deep waters. Let me say that again. The purpose of a person's heart are deep waters. So when you couple this up with knowledge, and then you really start to get an understanding of why the prophet Isaiah is saying in chapter 5, verse 11. He's speaking to the, to the Israelite nation. He's to the Israel nation. He's speaking, speaking to Israel. But there's lessons for everyone to learn from that. And this is it. Jesus is saying, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. Now, I started off with marijuana. But there's a lot of things that people are suffering from. And in the physical, and this is what's unique about marijuana, I'll, I'll count you like this, the physical and the spiritual, if you chose to participate in that. And it can impact both. So a person's heart, the purpose of a person's heart, the purpose in other words, no one is made to live a shallow life. People may choose to live a shallow life, but no one is made to live a shallow life because everyone's given, been given a heart of purpose. And that heart of purpose in, within a person are deep waters. I've heard it explained as uh, certain things are a very deep well. What they're saying is, the deeper you go, the more water, the more you find what you are looking for. And that was King Solomon who wrote that. King Solomon failed pretty hard too. So it's not like he was a perfect person. He failed horribly. Just like his father did. Just like everybody but one person in the Bible. Now here's something that's kind of funny. <clears throat> Right after that verse, the purpose of a person's heart are deep waters is number six, Proverbs 20, verse six. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. So in other words, we all fail. Every one of us fail. We are all imperfect. Now, I'm not saying this to discourage. I'm saying this because it's a fact. We all fail. And if your life is, if, you, if you're doing the internal scorecard of, you know, making your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, we're all going to fail at that too. You know, it's kind of funny. It's not funny, but it's really telling, especially with this scripture. The purpose of a person's heart are deep waters. Now, 
the Israelites had a lot of sacrifices to atone for a number of different kinds of sin, number of different sins, right? And some of those sacrifices were for sins that people don't even know they're committing. Don't even know you're doing it, but it's happening. It's a fallen world. It can't help but happen. There is no reversing it on this fallen earth. Now, many claim to have an unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. Everybody fails. Now, here's an example of somebody who failed big time. The Apostle Peter. Peter and all the other apostles said, no way is going to kill you, Jesus. We're going to fight for you and we'll die for you. And they all said the same thing. And then Jesus said to Peter, Peter, before the night's over, you're going to deny me. Before I'm sorry, before the crow, uh, before the crow calls out three times, you're going to deny me. Or before what I can't remember what it is. How many times a crow calls out once? Whatever, he's going to deny Jesus three times. That's unfailing love. He just got done saying he would go to jail and die for him, and now he's denying that he even knows the man to save his own skin. And when he heard that crow. Oh, is it a rooster? Crow rooster. Doesn't matter. When he heard it, he ran away and wept bitterly because he realized that he failed. And he failed the maker who was walking in front of him. And not only did he fail him, he boasted about how good he was going to do with it. Now, Peter was restored. There was forgiveness. But Peter had a hard time forgiving himself, I think. And that's why he decided to go fishing after Jesus died. Discouraged. Decides to go fishing. The other apostles, goes, the other apostles go with him. They're discouraged too. They had a different expectation of what Christ was to them. And what Christ was to everyone and when jesus when john saw so jesus uh peter and the apostles are out on on their boat they're fishing and somebody from shore yells out children have you caught anything they say nothing we've been out here all night he says cast your net on i can't remember if the left or right side doesn't matter catch your left on the right side of the boat for a catch and they get a catch that is bigger than anything they've seen and john recognizes that it's jesus and peter jumps into the water to go see him so he's still very much believing that jesus will forgive him and here's why i say that he didn't run away he just got done saying that he would go to jail and give his life up for Jesus. And then he denied him three times. 
you think that when he saw Jesus again, he would hide in shame. After all, every single human being that encounters an angel in the Bible prostrates themselves on the ground until the angel or Jesus himself puts their hand on him and says, do not be afraid. Something was different about the way Peter understood forgiveness. That's Jesus. That's why the sinners came to him. Because he didn't say, clean yourself up before you come to me. And when you do come to me, man, you better, you better carry this weight. Man, woman, child, you better be able to carry these weights that I'm going to put on you once you come to me. And you better thank me for those weights because they're going to save your life. He doesn't say that. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That is peace. That is a deep, profound peace. That is a deep, profound peace in the midst of a storm. And the micro the story of this is Jesus on the boat with his apostles sailing across the Sea of Galilee, and there's a storm. And his apostles are freaking out. Water's, water's coming over the side. They think they're going to die. And Jesus is actually asleep on one of the cushions, on a bench with a cushion. That's some profound peace. That is some profound peace. My people suffer for lack of knowledge. I can hear my kid playing video games with my wife out there. I hope it doesn't come through. <laughs> That's just the way it is. I don't know how it is. Sorry about that if you all can hear that. That's a profound peace. That is a profound peace. It's amazing. Now, Redemption and forgiveness. So that Proverbs verse tw uh, 20, verse 6, many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. Everybody fails, which is why Christ matters. Because every other religion and many Christian denominations have twisted this up disgustingly. They say, you know what? You're saved by, you have to, your good works have to outweigh your bad works. And for those Christian denominations that pull the old covenant into the new, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It's from that perspective that Isaiah, prophet Isaiah writes this. People in darkness have seen a great light. Everybody's living under the Ten Commandments at this time that he wrote this. And he's talking about the coming of Jesus. Everybody's under the weight of the Ten Commandments, which is the requirements that say, if you can do this, you, are, you have earned your way into heaven. But no one can do it. It is a weight that no one can bear. Yet, I see a lot of, I, I see, I should say, I hear you hear it in messages and you read it. A lot of denominations mixing the Ten Commandments back into grace as if you're saved by grace and then you go backwards. 
and you go back to the commandments so that way you can maintain the righteousness that you were freely given. But if you can maintain it, then that leads to some type of confusion about this whole thing. It's all garbage. You can't mix the two covenants. The two covenants cannot be mixed. And people suffer for lack of knowledge. Now, here's a scripture from Hebrews in the New Covenant. Obviously, the author is writing to Israelites, Hebrews. But there's, just like in Isaiah, there's things for everyone to learn from. So now when he says in, in verse 10, chapter 8, verse 10, he says, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. The Ten Commandments are written on stone. He says, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And we go to 13 and he says, by calling the covenant new, this is the new covenant that Christ bring. He has made the first covenant, the Ten Commandments, obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. I talk to a lot of people on this podcast, a lot of people, period, who feel like religion is specifically Christianity, if you're in the United States, is all about control. And I will say that there are people who have done exactly that. People who have done exactly that. It's all about control. And I'm not going to get into that. But it contributes to why people suffer from the lack of knowledge. People need to be discerning about what they're hearing and putting into their eyes and ears. But it goes into your mind, which sinks into your heart. And just like King Solomon said, the purposes of a, of a, let me go back and read that exactly. The purposes, the purpose of a person's heart are deep waters. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I feel my head was, I look at some craps too. It's just like, okay, let me see what's going on in the news. And there's all kinds of crap in there. So it's like, oh, you just can't help but see that stuff. And how much you see it and how much you feed on it, that is always a choice. People suffer for lack of knowledge. People suffer for lack of knowledge. <clears throat> now, it's a wild, wild, wild time to be alive. The world is coming out of a pandemic. The world is suffering from all, I should say many people in the world are suffering from many of the negative follow-ons brought on from the pandemic that were, I should say, they were exacerbated by the pandemic because they were already there. There's nothing new under the sun. And... Here we are, 2022, going into 2023. There is no stopping time. It continues to march forward. 
marijuana legalization is increasing. A lot of people are still calling on President Biden to legalize it federally. Until then, people are doing all kinds of things because they believe in it. And some of them are doing it because they want to make money. Just like religion. Just like religion. Any religion. Especially when you're in a country that gives you the freedom to worship. When you go to a country where there is no freedom to worship, well, then you're going to be worshiping state-sponsored denominations, belief systems. Freedom of religion is going to come with abuse. No doubt about it. Just like in the marijuana industry, cannabis industry, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. There are people who have been doing this for decades. Family trees have been doing this. And now that it's becoming legal, people are starting to change their minds about it. Of course, there's going to people be some people who want to come in and make some money. No doubt about it. That's like anything. Now, what's different is that cannabis is unique. I don't know of another plant like it. It provides cannabinoids, cannabinoids in abundance, like no other plant, vegetation, anything. And we all have an endocannabinoid system. It just matches perfectly creation, even though it's fallen, was made originally to be good for us. All people. People choose what they choose. I can't make somebody choose something. They can't make me choose something. We can choose something and fake it. Or we can choose something and have a heart for it because we have a heart for it. Those things happen. Everybody's, everybody's one decision away. That's cool. It's an amazing life. It's a wild, wild life. This life is far more, far more amazing and supernatural than it's advertised to be. Just look at the marijuana plant. That's a piece of creation. And then you look at Jesus and say, whoa, this world is really jacked up. There's some horrible things going on here. Why? And is there any hope of getting away from it? Being free from it? And having peace. No strife. No death. There is a life after this life. If you don't believe it, that's okay. The amazing thing about Christ is he gives everyone to their last breath. Everyone has up until their last breath to receive love from their maker. Because he's not taking anything from us. Nothing's being taken from us. It's added and multiplied. But denominations really painted a different way. And people. I should say denominations because denominations are made of people. 
people paint it that way. Cannabis is a part of creation. It can help children with severe disease and injury. It can help adults with severe disease and injury. There are many professionals out there doing some amazing work. Some of it for profit, of course, and some of it because they actually care. A lot of it's big. I like to think that there's a lot of it, a lot of people out there doing it because they actually care. I talk to a lot of people and they care. And if you don't think you care that much, well, just make the choice to care a little bit more. You surprise yourself. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. All right. People suffer for lack of knowledge. Going into 2023 in a few months, as I record this, there's a hurricane coming. Everybody's in town, like water's all out. Well, not water's not out, actually. Stores have water. They actually, the uh, state of Florida does a really good job of preparing for hurricanes. Having been on the Coast Guard, I've done a lot of hurricanes, and they always get people thinking, right? Something traumatic, like a pandemic or a hurricane or a death, a funeral, or a marriage can shake something loose in you that you either need to take advantage of and grab a hold of with both hands or you need to let it go and put it in the past and be behind. It's going to be both probably. There's probably things that are going in both of those directions in all of us because we're always changing. Always and forever. And remember, you got until your last breath. It's my hope and prayer that you seek him before then. Because I know that your peace will be multiplied. And I'm not saying it's easy street. I'm not saying that. Everybody has stuff going on. I'm about to go through a hurricane. But the sting of it. The sting of it. The anxiety the anxiety of it, the worry, the fear. Is muted. That's a mighty that's a mighty trust. It's a mighty trust. Some people think it's a foolish trust. I think we put our trust and many things that are man-made every single day. And I find some of those things to be really foolish too. Like, well, I'm putting a lot of trust in this thing. Okay. Now, if you believe in a life after this life, what are you trusting? Who says you can trust them to be who they say they are and love you the way they say they love you? Because Jesus says, look, there's nothing you can do for me. I'm not even asking you to try. I gave Israel the, the opportunity to try. So they and all who hear about them can understand that no one can do it. But I still love you. And I proved it. With my body and blood. To make sure you know 
that my love for you is true and unending. And there's nothing you can do to earn it but believe. The doing is believing. There's no one else in the world offering that type of thing. No other person or deity in the world offers that what Christ is offering. Love you all. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. My name is Miguel Torres and I am your host. Good night.